Join us Sunday, September 10th as GWH TV Talk moves to Sundays. And right off the bat, we will have as our first guest, Del Wiltz, otherwise known as the Trooper and the Patriot in such organizations as AWA, GWF, AJPW, WCW, and WWF. Join us. It's gonna rock. Good evening yet again and welcome to another edition of GWH TV Talk on the GWH News Network. Also known as They Didn't Kill Kenny. What the fuck? They haven't killed Kenny in a few years now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying you weren't here last week, but you're still here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they don't That's kill right. him every episode anymore? Wow. wow. No, they stopped that about season five, I think. So. Huh. Yeah. But anyway. Did, uh, didn't he talk now? He, he has. He has. He, he's a, he's a, a superhero alter ego that talks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Nice. Yeah, so we've, we've established that I'm Kenny and uh, sitting here with Stoney. Sup? Will Wheeler. Yo, yo. Mike Garrett. What up? And Mr. is wondering about the room, probably where he shouldn't be. <laughs> so we've got some fun stuff for you tonight. Of course, we're going to start off with our birthdays. And Well, and well before our birthdays, we should also we should let them know while this is Friday, September 1st, and every episode so far has been Friday, you want to tell everybody the cool good news? That's right. We will be moving to Sundays. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Some of these Sunday episodes will be uh, pre-recorded. Some of them will be live with guests. Guests, and we will let you know when those guests are uh, up and coming, so you'll be able to tune in, and check them out. And I believe with the first Sunday episode will be the week after this on September 10th. Yes. All right, all right. All right, so, guys, don't forget, September 10th, GWH Radio, which is cool because we are the coolest show on GWH Radio. True that. And you can get email notifications every time Stoney posts one for uh, blogtalkradio.com. Um, you can search for us, whatever, but sign up. All you do is put an email address in there, then you confirm your email address, and boom, you're done. You get notifications and stuff. It's easy. There you go. And, and I'm just kidding about the cool. So there are other shows that post podcasts on GWH. So go to GWH. What is it? Uh, GWHnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. There you go. What he said. That's where your central hub is for all of that fun there you stuff. Go. And they post daily news, which includes... Uh, results from indie events in the southeast, upcoming indie events, uh, history, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. Anything else? <laughs> all right. probably, all right. probably post other stuff. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of other food stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, and hold on, before we before we get to birthdays, all right, right um, we uh, we we want to do a little pimping. Uh, Mike, you want to pimp? Um, we have some new friends at the Whole Historical Society website. Yep. Uh, well, we talked about them, but <laughs> Greg and Jim. Yeah. Jim Wheeler. And uh, mm-hmm. 
been talking with Ron, trying to nail down a date with him, Ron Fuller. And I uh, was looking at September I'm the stud 10th. Cast. Yes, yep. yes, Studcast fame. Was uh, going to look at September 10th, but he's actually going to spend all day driving back from an event he'll be at on the 9th. So we'll let you know when that comes up. There you go. Right. And, and then when's that Studcast, Will? Um, first, first showing is Saturday mornings at 8. And uh, one of the key lessons from this past Studcast is if you get a check, please don't swim with a check. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. So, yeah, make sure you stay up to date on that stuff. Uh, get those <coughs> notifications so you don't even have to use your brain to remember to tune in. There you go. So, we want to let everybody know that during this episode, yeah, you guys know, so you can hear in the background, we're always watching. We are watching, what is this, uh, UWF or is this AWA we're watching? We were watching AWA earlier. Starcade 87. Starcade 87. Uh, Steve Williams is the UWF champion. He is taking on... That Barry? That's Barry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Barry Who is also, I uh, think he's the United States champion right Bear. here. Or, uh, no, he's the yeah. Western States Heritage Toilet go. Champion. There you go. Both of them, <laughs> both of them have belts. Real nice. quick, before you get to those birthdays, you may want to talk about last Saturday's fight. I missed the, it. The, the Mayweather fight. <laughs> right on. Well, um, it was reported today that the Houston Chronicle reported Mayweather donated like $200 million to the city of Houston. That's pretty cool. I'm All sure. Right. I'm sure he made about 600 million during the fight, but yeah, and there's uh, there's several avenues that you can take to donate to the relief fund for everyone out there that's having to deal with all that BS. So definitely keep uh, the folks out in Texas in your thoughts and prayers and and all that. Oh yes, sure. as well as uh, as well as our good, uh, well not really a good friend, but someone we love, Mr. Ric Flair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, continue to mend. So, but but you know, I will say one thing about the fight. I watched the post match media thing, and both uh, wrestlers were a lot more humble. Or excuse me, fighters. boxer fighters. fighters were a lot more humble uh, yeah. post match than they were going into it. Especially Mayweather, he was very. Um, um, I'll be honest. This first time I've ever actually heard him speak normal. Right, I think McGregor was the most humble and defeat dude I've seen in a long, long time. I was just wondering how, how refreshing that was to have somebody, mm-hmm. no excuses, no this or that, no that or this. And even they were asking him questions trying to evoke, like, hey, do you think this? Hey, do you think you should have hit the mat first? And he's like, no, the referee's looking out for me. I have kids, you know what I mean? And, and his Irish tone, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I love hearing him say that. Um, but, you know, he immediately turned around and he said, he goes, you know, I was very disrespectful. He goes, the Mayweather camp never disrespected us. He goes, I totally crossed that line and blah, blah, blah. Gave it up. Yeah, you don't see that too much these days. It sounds like he was a really good sport about it. So that's yeah, cool. He was. He, it should rub off on Americans. Like, yeah. we should go to Ireland and just soak in or something. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Fucking birthdays. Yeah, birthdays. Yeah, so, happy yeah, birthday. We, it's, uh, yeah, we have a, a fun discussion tonight about jobbers, but before we get to that, as Mike said, let's do the birthdays. On the first, our birthdays, we've got Sim Snuka, also known as Deuce, and Sammy Callahan. Uh, Deuce of Domino fame, Sim Snuka, son of Jimmy Snuka. Love you, brother. And September 2nd, Todd Champion, Brian Blaze, and Tracy Smothers. Wild-eyed Southern boy, baby. Nice. Yeah. I got to ref one of his match. What 
fun. He was tr- he was a pleasure to work with, and uh, he earned his. Res- I, I mean, he liked me that night because uh, we did a little. We didn't do really. I can't get into the spot, but the fact that matter is, he liked how where he says, "Man, I've never seen referees in your shape, boy. You better <laughs> best shape referee I ever worked with." <laughs> nice, awesome, dude. All right, September 3rd, Bob Evans. I love his pancakes and eggs. Now, see, I was wondering. That can't be the same. Bob <laughs> oh, man, let's go, man. That's got to be I, a different. I, I said, dude, let's go to Bob Evans after the podcast. Woo! Oh, I mean, I don't I definitely could use some must ramble eggs. Only one of those that I've seen uh, was when I lived in Florida. I don't, are there any around here? Uh, uh, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. So. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. All right. He got some good sauces. I've never heard of so, Bob you know, Evans too, yeah. The breakfast place. You can buy some of their stuff in grocery stores, too, like yeah. syrup. And, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on the 4th, Jerry Jarrett. Is that Kia or Kaya? Kia. Kia Stevens, also known as Karma and Awesome Kong. Pretty awesome name. Got Ryan Ocean, Xavier Woods. We love Xavier. We love Xavier. Yeah, Jerry Jarrett. Let's give it up for Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Jarrett. How many people wouldn't be here today? One for Jerry Jarrett. Too many to count, man. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, Memphis wrestling area. Glad he's still with us too. And came out of Christine Jarrett, who came out. (laughs) He came out of Christine Jarrett, who. We don't know if it's true or not. Supposedly, have uh, 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 We don't know about that. I don't know. I just have what I've heard. In the future, we will have Will actually give us a schooling on the Welch family. So, so we're going to do that in the future for sure. He's going to do it like Dean Douglas did the chalkboard and the vignettes for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to draw. <laughs> you don't want to see my drawings. It'll be all stick figures. He's going to have acronyms for everything he talks about. <laughs> you couldn't read my acronyms. Oh, my God. It had to be on PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> and on September 5th, our very own Mike Garrett yeah. has his birthday as well. Happy early birthday. Jerry Oates. So who is kind of our very own too because Jerry Oates is actually connected to GWH. That's right. All right. That's right. My uncle actually escorted him to the ring a few times. Uh, and my uncle listens to the shit out of this show. Oh, sweet. David Garrett. Okay. All right. All right. Shout cool. out to David Garrett. Uh, let's see who else we got. Shane Sewell. Derek is at Niker. Yes. And BPW's Owen Knight. I mean, I'm sure he wrestles for other folks. That's where I know him from. Yeah. And A.R. Fox. There you go. On the sixth, Conga the Barbarian, Wendy Richter, Loki, and Jillian Hall. Loki, who got um, his feature, he got featured Endeavored by TNA recently. And Jillian Hall, the wannabe worst singer gimmick of all time. And actually was a, <laughs> actually won a Divas title somehow. And Wendy Richter. One the, of the finest. Women to ever go in a restaurant. Oh, you ain't lying, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when you were. They used to have the, the, the supposedly had the thing on her face. Yep. That was, yeah, oh, God. Dude, she was the only chick on rock and wrestling, I think. Hogan's rock and wrestling in the morning. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Hi. And the barbarian, um, Smoke Heritage team, Faces of Fear with Ming, still wrestling indie shows to this day. Uh, I don't think he's aged today. No. It was in that movie with Piper we love so much. Yeah. Body Slam. Body Slam. Body Slam. I think we need, we need to watch it. We need to do it. We're gonna we have do it an in episode. the background next week. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we that. need to do that I for got real. That. All right, and the seventh, which happens to be my birthday. Woo! Happy birthday to me! Happy birthday! We've got Corporal Kirshner, Molly Holly, Colin Delaney Olson, 
and Bobby Sanford. Anything on them? Oh, uh, Colin Delaney had that little brief run in WWE back in 2007. Molly Holly, Mighty Molly, uh, Miss Madness. Pretty good little, pretty good little career. Corporal Kirshner was leather, was Leatherface in Japan. That's where he got his money. Very good. All right, in the eighth, because as we said before, the next show won't be until the tenth. We've got the Great Kabuki, Raven, Lodi, Ken Dixon, and Rick Michaels. He's got two of the flock in there. Two oh yeah, Lodi and Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Lodi's one of them guys that you never remember until his name actually comes up. Then you're like, <laughs> Mr. Love's Lodi. Yeah. And Lodi is a cool guy, too. Still, and still a a force in Southeast wrestling. Still participates um, uh, when they had uh, NWA Charlotte. Yep. um, Actually renewed his rivalry with Raven and was actually an announcer. And you can actually find him at places like OSCW and stuff like that. Now to the stand, of course, the great Kabuki. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wow. It's great. That I mean, great. Crockett, world class. I mean, various, just various places. I mean, Georgia. I mean, he just was a early to mid 80s. He was a force, man. So I guess the only thing we have to decide now is the birthday lap dances as per tradition. That's right. That's right. Would you be uh, uh, Wendy. Wendy Richter, Wendy. Molly Holly, or Jillian Hall? Man, this is the toughest. I'm gonna go with Wendy. Wendy, <coughs> 1980s hotness is just the hotness that we don't see. Much oh heck, that's yeah, very right. true. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm about to go Wendy too. Sorry, sorry, Molly, Jillian, you look great, but uh, we we we, we this kind of old school. You kind of the new attitude there. We gotta go with the old school on this one. There you go. And I know she's a northern girl, and, and we had Precious and Missy High and all those down here in the south. But Wendy was just banging. That's right, and the one that finally ended the years-long reign of the fabulous Moolah. Well, and a good build-up, and a good build-up for a show. Where was that? What was that? Which pay-per-view was that? Um, oh no, that was the thing. Was was it was a score? score was a score to settle it all? Well, that was the that was the, the with Cindy uh, Cindy Lauper, David Wolf. Yeah, Wolf, yeah. Uh, I remember. Moolah, it took her a while to agree to have someone she would kind of roll over for like that. Yeah. But Wendy was good, man. She was good on the mic. And, <coughs> and she was actually trained by Moolah. There you go. Moolah trained everybody. So. Leonie Kai, you name it. She, pretty much any Southern, any Southern wrestler, Moolah or Sue Tate Screen or Donna Christiana probably trained him. Yeah. Where's Moolah from? Columbia. All right, 60 miles down That's the road. That's right. She Woo. had a school, too. 62 miles down the road. From wow. All right. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday, to everybody! <coughs> yeah, buddy. And uh, whew, this week we have a heck of a lot of history. That's a lot of lot of history happening this week. Indeed, and we'll kick us off with some history. Sure. Uh, Thirty-seven years ago, on September first in Charlotte, North Carolina, Jimmy Snuka defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the vacated NWA United States. A title vacated when Ric Flair won the NWA World Tag Team Championship with. Black Jack Mulligan do the NWA's the one-person, one-belt rule. Nice. Jack Mulligan. <clears throat> 27 years ago on September 1st, Memphis, Tennessee Wrestling gets a bit too real when, when viewers call police to the WMC studios after a Saturday morning broadcast on WMC TV where Jerry Lawler suffers a bruised hip after rolling over the hood of a car driven by Eddie Gilbert. 
Lawler would return to the studio to calm down authorities and in the process inform everyone that he would get revenge on Gilbert in Mid-South Coliseum the following Monday. I so would love to see a YouTube of that. They do not call him the king of Memphis for nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> and take it away, Mike. Alrighty, 32 years ago, we're going to go to September 2nd uh, at a CWF-NWA Battle of the Bells at the Spartan Sports Center, today known as the Sun Dome in Tampa. Ric Flair defeated Wahoo McDaniels 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, 25 years ago, on September 2nd, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 10. Uh, 20. 20th anniversary, my bad. Um, from Center Stage Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. Center Stage, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, 28 years ago, September 3rd in Atlanta, Georgia, the great Mutah defeated Sting in a notice qualification match to win the NWA World Television Championship. I'm sure with green mist. What you got, Stoney? <laughs> Alright, 22 years ago on September 4th, WCW presented the first episode of Monday Nitro from the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. The debut show featuring a ring in a mall surrounded by two floors of audience as well as a glass elevator included the debut of Mike's favorite, former NFL defensive tackle Steve Monoma Michael on commentary, and the return of Lex Luger, a return that shocked the wrestling world as he had just appeared at a WWF house show the night before. Working without a written contract and known only by Luger and WCW president Eric Bischoff, the return is just as astounding for the fact that Luger returned for one-fifth of his previous WCW salary. Oddly enough, this edition of Nitro was mainly used to promote Hulk Hogan's eatery, Pasta Mania, which oh. closed about a year later. I don't think it was a I year. I would have loved to go there. Now, in pre-show dark match, the American Males, Marcus Alexander, Bagwell, and Scotty Riggs defeated Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. Uh, Flying Brian defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. Sting defeated Ric Flair by disqualification to retain the WCW United States Championship. And Hulk Hogan defeated Big Bubba Rogers to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And what you got, Steve? Well, before I go on, let me just say hashtag bring back pasta mania. Because yes! <laughs> that yeah, sounds... And we're watching Big Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who doesn't love pasta? Alright, well 17 years ago on September 4th on Nitro from Dallas, Texas Kevin Nash won War Games 2000 to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship Other participants included Sting Booker T, Goldberg Chronic, bro! Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner and the Harris Brothers The match took elements of the classic War Games match and the Ready to Rumble Triple Cage (laughs) (laughs) invest in the movie of the same name and it's Slamboree earlier in the year one person had to climb the three story cage, possess the world title belt above the third cage then escape back down through the door of the bottom cage to win god that sounds complicated this is the last war games match contested in WCW before the company was bought out six months later and 17 years ago on September 4th on Raw is War oh I see what they did there from Lexington, Kentucky, Eddie Guerrero defeated China and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. You know, uh, I remember that. If, if you think about, if you think about the fact that that was the last War Games and what kind of War Games and the company being bought out, 
six months later, you kind of almost see a connection there because, I mean, really, if you're going through that kind of stupidity, you should sell your company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Will, you got some more history for us. Oh, thank you. Um, 27 years ago, on September 5th, NWA presented the Clash of the Champions 12 Fall Brawl Mountain Madness, uh, the Netflix and Lincoln WWE Network from the Civic Center in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. The Southern Boys, Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers defeated the Freebirds, Ooh. Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garber. Doesn't happen every day. <laughs> nope. And Mike Rotundo defeated Buddy Landell. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, was one, I, I was shocked too. Mm. And the Master Blasters, Iron and Steel, defeated Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. The Nasty Boys, straight out of Nastyville, defeated Jackie Fulton and Terry Taylor. Tommy Wildfire Rich, hi, beat Bill Irwin. LPWA champion Susan Sexton defeated Bambi. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, defeated the team of Maximum Overdrive, Tim Hunt and Jeff Warner. Stan Hansen defeated Tom Zink. Lex Luger defeated Ric Flair via disqualification to retain the NWA United States Championship. Sting defeated the Black Scorpion, Al Perez, under a mask to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Post-match, a second Black Scorpion appeared and taunted Sting, claiming he was the real thing. F.U. Jim Hurd. That's all i got to say about that. <laughs> the Black Scorpion. I forgot about that, and I still don't know who Jeff Warner is. Um, I got some more. 26 years ago today, on September 5th, WCW presented Clash of the Champions. Was it 16? Yep. Fall Brawl 91 uh, from the Civic Center right here in Augusta, Georgia. Woo! Which, is, which is known now as the James Brown Arena and is currently the midst of the biggest controversy in town. Oh, good That's God. Right. We'll get oh, to Lord. that later, maybe. I was, I, was at, I was at this event right here. Lexus made a sting mask for this here event. We should watch this on the network. And I had, and that was a sad day personally for Will Wheeler. Was I had kidney surgery, my oh. life-saving kidney surgery. Because I'd gotten hurt at football practice at Tut two days before. Dang. And I remember watching this last of champions doped up. <laughs> wow. Oh, anesthesia. Yeah. Nice. And med, pain meds. Well, I'll run down the card real quick. Uh, the Dark Masters, <coughs> Tommy uh, Rich, Will's worst wrestler, defeated Hi. Joey Max. Uh, El Gig. Gigante. Gigante. Won a 15 man battle royal. Other participants were Barry Wyndham, Beautiful Bobby, Big Josh, Buddy Lee Parker, Dustin Rhodes, Oz, (laughs) (laughs) PN News. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Ranger Ross. Uh, Steve Austin, probably stunning Steve back then, maybe, or maybe even before that. Terrence Taylor, One Man Gang, The Z Man, Thomas Rich, and Tracy Smothers. Later in the card, Brian Pillman defeated Bad Street in a WCW Light Heavyweight Championship semifinal match. Sting defeated Johnny B. Bad to retain the WCW United States Championship. Ricky Morton defeated Mike Graham in a WCW Light Heavyweight Championship semifinal match. The Freebirds, Hayes and Garvin, defeated Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip. Todd Champion, one of our birthday guys. Uh, Firebreaker Chip, I'm not even drawing a visual, but I digress. Uh, Ron Simmons defeated the Diamond Stud. Uh, I hey, think that's one of Scott's best gimmicks ever. I loved it. Um, Van Hammer defeated Terrence Taylor in just 67 seconds, uh, who I believe was also in that Battle Royal at the beginning. Oh, yeah. uh, Steve Austin, who was also in that, <coughs> defeated Tom Zink to retain the WCW World Television Championship. 
and the enforcers, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco, defeated Rick Steiner and Bill Casimir. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, close enough. To win the vacated WCW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Will, why was that tag team championship vacated? Because the Steiners had been injured by Dick Murdoch and Dick Slater. Nice, so they, could, they had to give it up. They got some double dicking. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, still a big week for, uh, for history, Stoney. All right. 20 years ago on September 6th in Memphis, Tennessee, Steve Dunn defeated Doomsday, which we talked about in one of our recent gimmick things, to win the USWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. Dunn would be the last man to hold the title as the company would shut down two months later. Boo. All right. And Steve, you want to tell us what happened 29 years ago today on your second birthday? Woo! That very day, Jim Crockett Promotions presented NWA Clash of the Champions 3 Fall Brawl from the Albany Civic Center in Albany, Georgia. The card for that night, we had Mike Rotunda and Brad Armstrong. They fought to a 20-minute time limit draw for the NWA World Television Championship. Nikita Koloff and Steve Williams defeated the Sheep Herders which were uh, Bush Miller and Luke Williams. It was the last major bout in the NWA for the Sheep Herders as they signed with the WWF a few months later. Dusty Rhodes defeated Kevin Sullivan. Ricky Morton defeated Ivan Koloff in a Russian chain match. And Sting defeated Barry Windham by disqualification in an NWA United States Championship match. Well, I've got to say that... uh that that Clash of the Champions is far better than, like, the previous ones that we read. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good card right there for the most part. Yeah, yeah and then the fact the matter is, Albany Civic Center holds something dear to me because that was when my team, Westside High, won state championship boys basketball. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. Go Westside. Talk about going local. That Yeah, for sure. Mm. All right, well... With all of the formalities out of the way, we will be right back in just a minute to discuss some jobbers. Does that mean we're going to commercial break? It does. All right. I think it's time to get a drink then. Let's do it. Join us Sunday, September 10th as GWH-TV Talk moves to Sundays. And right off the bat, we will have as our first guest, Del Wiltz, otherwise known as the Trooper and the Patriot in such organizations as AWA, GWF, AJPW, WCW, and WWF. Join us. It's gonna rock. Hey guys, this is Stoney from GWH-TV. If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the South, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives current area indie shows and results plus cool discussions on GWH radio just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com Georgia Wrestling History capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today you wanted the best you got the best the hottest classic wrestling in the world GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. Classic matches, classic look, just classic. Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. All right, welcome back from that brief commercial break. 
We're about to dive headlong into our big discussion of the night. This week we open up a topic near and dear to our hearts. We discuss our favorite... Sex? No. Drugs? No. Well, Mike likes <clears throat> Mike likes drop D bands. <laughs> Will likes football and basketball. You like video games, and I like freeform jazz artists. So like, I'm not really I like turning wait. left. Yeah, his right and his Mike's right and left turn indicators are, are very uh, prevalent. Uh, but I think we can all agree that we enjoy us some good old fashioned jobbers. Jobbers, wait, jobbers, jobbers, jobbers. I think in terminology. Jobbers. This, this, sex. Is, this isn't like, like, by jobber, you're not, this isn't like a hooker thing, is it? No, no, no. Okay, just making sure. Jobber, used back in the closed days of kayfabe, refers to a wrestler who regularly loses to build the cred of other wrestlers. Jobber. Yeah, so very, you. very integral to uh, the up-and-comers. They got to, uh... It was a time before everyone was considered a superstar. And there were some, there were stars and they were jobbers before they became stars. John Cena, for instance. <laughs> Even Terry Gordy. Ooh, Even Terry Taylor. Yep. All right, yeah, in the past, this was a positive term, but due to the term jobber becoming something of a joke or negative term over time, in many cases, these wrestlers who carry important roles are referred to as enhancement talent. That's metallic. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, this is also back before when you walk, when you went to a big event or as let's say a pay per view, you didn't watch these wrestlers wrestler nine times on TV beforehand. Exactly. Um, you might be lucky if they got in a confrontation on TV and maybe beat up each other, but you never, you very rarely saw them actually wrestle on TV. Yeah. Well, there's two things we don't see anymore. Is uh, we still have managers somewhat, but I think we need more. Yeah, well, we, we don't have jobbers and we don't have midgets. I miss the old midget wrestling. There's some great midget wrestling. Especially with the ref spots with the midgets. Those were fun when the rest would yeah. press the ref and the rest would toss them back. Yeah. That just was always the best spot. <laughs> man, dude. What was that? Oh, man, there was one I forget. What do they call that? A medicine ball match? Might have been. <laughs> well, there, there is that. There is like the mini uh, organization that travels and plays bars, and they're nothing yeah. but micro championship. Yeah, micro, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think they had a show in Augusta a few years back. And he probably Mike probably booked it. No, you know, I actually, I, I looked into it one time when Hogan had his show, um, and it was like his face was on the flyer and his name was on it, but like you didn't, you didn't know anybody that was going to be at the event, and you weren't allowed to like promo and use his name so no I do it <laughs> we've got a we've got a nice big long list here of some of our favorite jobbers we're going to kick this list off with one George South who is Georgia Championship Wrestling's greatest jobber he was the victim for everyone he got his ass beat by every champion there was and then some he once wrestled Ric Flair where he claimed if he had pulled the tights in a roll up he would have been the world heavyweight champion and things, one thing about George South too was when you mentioned the reference of Ric Flair, uh, that was the that was the one enhancement talent Ric Flair would always wrestle. He always saying it. He said to me, "Bring me George South." <laughs> and also George South had actually, when he was a kid, wrote a letter to Crockett, and he got a response from Crockett and had actually gave him advice to continue his dream of wrestling when he was like in his teens, like in the mid seventies, and uh, he's got the EWA wrestling in. Uh, Still wrestles. He's at the EWA Wrestling Exodus Wrestling Association, and uh, I mean, just a phenomenal, just a phenomenal talent. He actually 
Surprisingly, was a Georgia junior heavyweight champion. It did not. It did you know fact? Legend has it that George South, when Ric Flair would be asked to do TV, he would not do TV unless it was against George South. <laughs> so, and if you actually go, if you actually look online, there's actually a video uh, when you were talking about his training center, where he actually puts on a, a program of his students on a ring in his front yard. And he actually brings people in to see his museum that's in his house. And his guest is Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man, <laughs> Valiant, who shows up to pimp his book. Ooh, mercy daddy, baby. One of my old school favorites. Y'all and, know that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And have seen George South at many indie events. Um, even uh, if I remember correctly, Joe and I, when we went to Charlotte, I believe... Uh, George South wrestled uh, Ricky Steamboat Jr., one of the best matches I've ever seen, and uh, even got to meet him on several occasions. Always the coolest guy. He's a class act. Always the coolest guy. Class and act. North Carolina. Time, he lived in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Still, yeah. yeah still a lot North of Carolina. times these jobbers, you know, they weren't just, a lot of people, jobbers sound so negative, but um, a lot of times like the like a Crockett or McMahon or Barnett or uh, Fuller or whoever. Yeah. You would have to go on the road, you know, or go do some house shows, and you would have to, then that guy would get with this jobber and say, how is he, you know, is he ready for TV, is he, you know what I mean? You'd have to pass that bar, and uh, that guy was one of them. I mean, especially when Ric Flair's like, I'll do it with this guy, you know? He was probably where the bar was at, and they probably he probably had a lot of input on who got pushed. Well, I mean, when you think, you know, a wrestler that some people <clears throat> consider the greatest of all time, and you think of some of the people he's wrestled that think to be on TV, he could he could he could get anybody he wants, and he wants George South yeah. to wrestle every time. So he knows he's safe. You know, not going to get hurt. <laughs> it's going to be a good match. That's it's going right. to be good pay. It's just yeah. a lot goes into it. There you go. He's not going to have to slow down his pace or speed up his pace. Yeah. And back then you had to count on these people to put people over. Yep. You didn't really have veterans. Like now, you have these old school legends that come in to put over the new crew. Yeah. Back then, you had these guys, kind of like when uh, when they were building up Braun Strowman. Yeah, and he was he would he would he would, for a while he was wrestling local talent. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what's his name? The guy that's with the girl that we don't like. James Ellsworth. Yeah, El- yeah. Ellsworth. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> whatever his name that. is. There you go. I like him more than I like her. There, there's. <laughs> There's an example of a jobber. You yeah. know, he really doesn't do anything anymore, but it, Not when anymore. he started, he was a jobber. That's what he was. So, and, and Georgia Championship Wrestling had some of the best jobbers. I mean, I mean, just on this list, Rocky King, Rufus Jones, Mike Jackson, uh, what Randy Barber, Terry Gibbs, the Mulkey Brothers. I mean, think about uh, DLBs. Think about how many great... Guys, they had that oh, wrestled yeah. on TV against everybody on a regular basis. And you a think that's these... a interchangeable job? So mean, cut you off. It's not. You know what I mean? You got to make that talent they're trying to put over look good. Not just any jobber can do that. Not a shitty wrestler can do that. So don't think jobbers are shitty wrestlers. You know, these yeah. guys are making you like Luger when he came in. When Luger came in, you had talked about him debuting on that shit. There were still a few jobbers back then. Like his first few matches were against Flanky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until, until and another thing up. too. Another thing too. When you talk about these jobbers, some of them had gimmicks. There was one in Georgia Championship Wrestling. I mean, the now correct me if I'm wrong. I may get butchered for this one, but I think his name was Saul Mankiewicz. He was a uh, 
I think he was a legit Orthodox Jew, had the Orthodox hair and wrestled in matches. And came with the had the yarmulke hat and everything <laughs> in the early eighties. Well, and, and some of them were just on the edge of of, of being what we now call superstars. I mean, yeah. one of my favorites back. I mean, always loved Mike Mike, uh, Mike Jackson, who either still wrestles <clears throat> at the top of his game or was or wrestled up until a couple years ago at Pistol Pez Wally. Yeah. I mean, I always loved as a kid. Yeah. I would always love when he would almost beat. Yeah. The, the 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 name act that he was trying to put over. And the good thing about Mike Jackson was he announced in Continental, and he was also, and, and he retired the quote-unquote Alabama Junior Heavyweight title. That's what they always announced him as, was the Alabama Junior Heavyweight Championship. Real quick, we're sitting here watching Nikita Koloff and Terry Taylor from 87, and I just realized that he is the half of the hype pros. I don't remember that guy's name, but Nikita Koloff in the face is that dude. Uh, Ryder, Zach Ryder's Teammate. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh. There you go. Uh, whatever. Mojo. <clears throat> Dang. Look at that. That's him. <laughs> All right. Back to the jobbers. And, and of course, you know, the most famous jobbers probably in the South of all time because they actually won a match against quality yeah. team and were interviewed outside the Mulkey Brothers. Wow, what a match. I mean, the finish was a missed suplex, <laughs> and he rolls the guy up, and they don't realize they've gotten, they've won the match. But sadly, the next couple of weeks, or whatever it was, they got beaten the Crockett Cup. But the fact of the matter is, I think it was Randy or Bill, I forgot which one, was actually in Charleston a couple of weeks ago for a seminar at OSCW for Mike Mooneyham. He interviewed him and everything, so... They were in Charleston. One of them was. And, you know, and they live in Anderson, South Carolina. Talk to you. You know, uh, you know, you did something. <clears throat> so, but uh, I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, just in the South, you also over time you had uh, you had Charlie Cook uh, down the road, Jim Powers, Normal Sm- Norman Smiley, of course. Norman every, Smiley was great. Big Wiggle, everybody's favorite four horsemen, Paul Roma. <laughs> man, oh man, Paul Roma. <laughs> And Charlie Cook was actually a pretty talent. He was actually a talent in Florida. He was, I think, he was a former Florida heavyweight champion. But like in Georgia and various other places, he jobbed. Norman Smiley works right now at that yeah. big, huge WWE, whatever they call it yeah. in Florida, the mm-hmm. developmental center, I think. Yeah, yeah. training center. Yeah, he, he's obviously very, very good. Um, I know his WCW career was a little. They didn't have him win as often as he would probably have liked, but I definitely remember him. A lot of people do. Come out with that little strut dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big wiggle. Yeah, there you go. And, of course, you know, we we also have to mention, was it the grandfather of Kenny J? He must have been. I, my, my accidental namesake, I suppose, Kenny J., who and uh, here, I got some stuff on this guy. Do 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 do. He wrestled in the fifties with, um, a, and he was with AWA until the nineties when they kind of went out of business. And one Harley Race, good old Harley Race, said that Kenny J is the best overall talent in wrestling. He was what we called a job guy, but we could work. He could work with any human being and get a good match out of them. He would go in the ring with a big name who really couldn't do much and make him look good, and he could get in there with a Danny Hodge or a Vern. Is that Vern Gagne? Vern Gagne. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And make Not them look important. even Gagne. better. 
gag me with a spoon and make He's them look even better than they were. <laughs> he was just an incredibly talented guy. So that's fun. And then he himself <laughs> said, being the first jabroni to be honored by the Cauliflower Alley Club was real exciting. It's nice to be recognized by the boys. So he did a lot in his yeah, time yeah. as a jobber. You even notice uh, in our notes it said he helped train Muhammad Ali when, uh, yeah. when he had his big uh, boxer versus wrestling oh. match. Oh. Yep, and at one point he went into the sod business. He was known as the sod buster. The sod buster. Sod buster. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good business plan, but <laughs> it's so, a good gimmick. <laughs> so, of course, we would be remiss if we discussed jobbers and didn't discuss jobbers outside of the Southeast. Um, I mean, WWF over the years had some great ones, of course. Uh, you know, the Italian Stallion was always one of my favorites. He wrestled just about everywhere. Thompson, SD Delivery Jones, oh, man. Wow. He was great. <laughs> he was great. He wrestled in the South a little bit, right? Did he not? I yeah. think he did wrestle yeah. in Mid-Atlantic. I think so. Because I remember him before I ever started watching WWE. There you go. Uh, he was good. Uh, Mike's favorite, Barry Horowitz, yeah, who Mike even actually yeah. got to uh, to communicate with a few times. Yeah. And I was, was 12 also, years old. Yeah. He's also Barry Hart in Florida was I think a Florida tag champion or may have been a Florida champion. He had a uh, he had a near uh, he may have had a near mid card run in Crockett. Back I in think 84. Barry Hart was won a WWF match and it was like a big deal. I forget yeah. who he been, but he did have like a sort of gimmick. He had at the end of his career the leprechaun like suspenders, but he always did the pat oh, yeah. on the back. Let me ask you this: Was Brooklyn Brawler? I mean, he was a character, but was he kind of a jobber in S? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always considered him As the Brooklyn one. Brawler and as his own name. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I knew that. But as the Brooklyn Brawler, he was just the character that just got his ass beat by everybody. Oh, yeah. But a good dude. Still working in the business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us tell us your, your, your Horowitz story. Uh, Augusta Civic Center. Um I would have to Google up the stuff to figure out the date, but it was the main event was Hogan and Bad News Brown. Um, Rick Martell, Terry Taylor, all those were there. He was the Red Rooster. But um, my buddy that took me was a buddy of my... He's actually... He listens to this podcast and is in the group, Jake Crawford. He's in a wheelchair. He's a veteran. Um, Back then, he was a photographer for Pro Wrestling Illustrated and couple others I only remember PWI it was the biggest but he was going off and he was like hey chill here you know back when kids were responsible yeah and I chilled there and um Barry Hart Brutus Briefcake and Barry Horowitz walked out they were both holding coffee cups you know back in the day coffee cup looked like a coffee cup and um they were drinking it talking and uh, then Barry just started talking to me Brutus was talking to me but then he had to go kind of do some push-ups get ready for his match and I didn't even realize at the time that's how they kind of bulked up right before they walked out. But I saw Martel do it, him do it. But Barry talked to me for probably about 20 minutes. Just a 12-year-old. So that was pretty cool. Um, he was a very nice dude. I'm glad he got the recognition he did. But Agreed. I don't know how much he got paid. It probably wasn't enough, but he's a good dude. I think so, Vince paid his jobbers handsomely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, think he, I think he did. Let me say this. Jobbers, there's another term for that or, or synonym jobbers are people that keep your entertainment on the road where you can be in two separate cities at the same day so you can have half your roster over here and half your, and you can't do that now like when you travel now you know like all your 
talent on Monday and Tuesdays in a three and a two hour show. There's no way you could split it up and make that extra money. They could back then, and people loved it. People didn't have to have two superstars for every no. match on the card. And there was a lot of money to be made. So Vince had every right to pay his jobbers handsomely. But now everybody wants big and flashy. Oh, yeah, they want to see the card before whatever. I don't yeah. even know who's at the NXT thing October 2nd, but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's there. I don't know who's really in NXT. I, I know the big stuff, but... Yeah. And of course, another uh, WWF jobber that actually was a kind of a Southeast name wrestler for a while, Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah. We talk about families, yeah. which is something we're going to discuss in the future. Uh, part of a wrestling family in his own right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Louis Spicoli. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my all time favorites. And this was like actually before WrestleMania. Uh, probably at the beginning days, and still, from what I understand, still wrestling in Europe to this day, Salvatore Bolomo. What I loved about Salvatore is, A, I'm part Italian, my mom's Italian, but what I loved is they would knock his big ass down and he would immediately get back up. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who he was wrestling, you always thought, is he ever going to stay down? One of them bouncy things you knock over. He was amazing. And then, of course, somebody... A jobber that managed to make a name for himself, Leaping Lanny Poffo. Yeah, the poet, the yes. genius, and the and he runs. He had gazelle. He ran, he was a big pro- product enhancer of the gazelle leg thingy, with uh, whatever that guy's name is, Tony, whatever his name was. The infomercial at two in the morning to wake you up. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> I got to get one to be lean. Yeah. And, and of course, as Mike was saying earlier. His biggest claim to fame being smacked backstage around yeah. at an indie show. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with going viral. No. At age 50, man, hey, whatever. Hey, you know what? What, what we can say is, is, is Leaping Lanny didn't back down. He might have got knocked down, but he didn't back down. And he was in some big matches. I remember on Saturday night's main event, he was in the main event with Hogan. He was in, I mean, he fought everybody. He always wanted to come out and read his poem. And, um, and then Don't later. Frisbees. Yeah, and then later on, and in, in me, you, and Will, Kenny's a little younger, so I don't know if he remembers Leaping Lanny that much because he didn't stick out too much in my mind. He was like a. I know of him. A I know short he's career. Of course, he was Savage's brother, Randy Savage. And they actually had a pretty good little tag team in. Kentucky and Tennessee. Lanny. That's right. Yeah. With their father. Angelo Papa. Angelo Papa was their manager. They were actually a heel tag team uh, wrestling through the Memphis area as well for a while. So so definitely somebody we can mention in our podcast as part of the region. And Lanny only uh, became virally because YouTube, man. I mean, back in our day, you know how much stuff would have made YouTube? Backstage at a wrestling. I mean, this was before they policed it. (laughs) I mean, there's no telling. Well, they did have a back show, a backstage home video of some uh, Crockett superstars doing some fun activities. Quote unquote, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I would like to see that. uh, I would like to see some footage of the Rougeos and that, was it Davy Boy or Dynamite Kid or one of them, where it just knocked like five teeth out in 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 the catering section? I would like to see that. There's like I've heard it accounted by like five different people, but I would love to see that. <laughs> and the Roji brothers, they were actually jobbers for tag teams for a while before they gave them a gimmick. Yeah. 
And of course, uh, our current, uh, <coughs> one of our current WWE champions came out of Jobber Obscurity to all become, become a superstar as of late. As of late, which one we're talking? The, the Mr. India. Oh, yeah, good lord. He was Jinder one of the, Mahal. He was yeah. in freaking Nexus, right? Or I yeah. forgot. Gosh, well, yeah, the movie was. I mean, I, I don't know where he came from. Yeah, he was gone, then all of a sudden he shows up, and all of a sudden he's champ. But... <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they. I think somebody said, you know what? We're getting too predictable. We need to change things up. Yeah. What can we do? Bring a guy that's not even hasn't even been in the company for a while. Throw him in there, and um, it's one of the few things that has actually worked. It's like, hey, let's get this dude from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Let's say he's from India. Let's play that. Let's have him learn India. And and hey, by the way, I found out when I looked this up to actually know if he was talking because he always says now let me speak to my people of India I was like I wonder so I kind of googled it um, come to find out WWE Vince McMahon well you can go to school and learn a second language free they will pay for it nice and that's been for like years and uh, then they recounted how John Cena took advantage of it to go over to Chinese he learned Mandarin he's fluent in it now wow. to go over and break yeah. in show uh, Smackdown oh, yeah. and Raw over there well, that makes you great, and that, that helps you as ambassadors to spread the word. So, yeah, but I mean, think about how many, how many wrestlers were from quote unquote one country were from uh, Santino Morella. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, oh Mr. wow. Italians, Canada. Uh, it's unlimited Canada, amount that so. are from this place, but really this place, or you know, where's parts unknown? I never figured that out. Where's Ultimate Warrior from? <laughs> And uh, and the guy had a birthday, the barbarian, right? He was from Parts Unknown, right? Yep. Remember the missing link? <laughs> like, where is I the, love where, the missing link. Where are they dude. from? Where is this? Is this like oh, some Star there. Trek? Or are we like talking about the Galapagos? Yeah, it was. <clears throat> Rainforest? Are we talking about the future? Or what are we doing? The missing link was I great. I don't know. You know there's missing either, link would kick there, some ass. I love the missing <laughs> link. There was all. Oh, you know, wow. There's, there's Parts Unknown or there's Truth. Or kind consequences. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah buddy. <laughs> but nothing compared to Bad Street USA. No, no. You know, we should, we should have an episode where we discuss uh, origins, origins, and we should discuss our opinion on places that that a wrestler should have come from that nobody ever used. You know, like um, I don't know, some place in South Cackalacky. Yeah, like. The Mountie, Bount, uh, Bounty, Mountie, Mountie, that? Yeah, Mountie. Somewhere. They could have said something cooler than Canada. He could have been from somewhere more than two states. Alaska. Away. Alaska, there you yeah, go. Fairbanks. <laughs> yep. Like, hey, I went all the way from the Greenland. frozen tundra of Alaska, so yeah. it would be a little tougher. And you know, like Iceberg, who wrestled in the NWA for a while, he could have been from, just like, Alaska. That would yeah. have been cool. From, yeah. Oh, no, Iceberg. I'm here from the North Pole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. so I'm here to drop Pole. Christmas on your ass. <laughs> ah. And this is a little bit of blasphemy because we are Georgia Championship Wrestling. We are the South. We, that's what we talk about. But Bill Goldberg should have been from some crazy place like that instead of Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they could have put something. But I think that, well, especially name like Goldberg. I mean, shouldn't yeah. he have been like, know, right? You know, parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> <we go. laughs> or somewhere in Israel, Bad Street, that's Russia. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, Ader went over as a foreign guy. You guys ever see, what was it, uh, the Iron Sheik and one of those indie things? And he wrestles the Jew guy? Yeah, he wrestles the the, 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 the Jewish Crusader or whatever yeah. he's called at, at an event, like an indie event. 
<laughs> is in New Jersey of all places. Oh my god, <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Nice. Alright, so any any last uh, jobbers that we want to mention? I'll probably think of some after we forget the yeah, yeah. record. Well, you know, we all will. There's so many jobbers. But, but the beauty of jobbers is that's something we can always revisit on any given yeah. Oh, yeah. day. It is a lost art. And with us having guests, our guests aren't limited to quote-unquote superstars. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we will be blessed to have a Rick, Randy, Mulkey, or something like that. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a... Um, Anybody on here but Lanny Poffo uh, in the yeah. future. So, I mean, because the last thing you want is somebody coming on and, and asking, have you ever got, heard guys ever heard of a tag team from from Australia called the Fabulous Kangaroos? Well, whatever. But anyway, so... That's a spot on Poffo impression, too. I will say that um, right now there is a guy that has not won a match yet in WWE, and that's his gimmick. Kurt Hawkins... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like when they introduce him, it's crazy. Like introducing Kurt Hawkins, who doesn't want to stay in Detroit long because he has better stuff to do, or something like that. And he goes out there and he gets his ass kicked, and it's just—it's very funny. He has these clips in color, one piece tights yeah. on, like the stunt. that's just so annoying. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but man, that's kind of reminds me of a jobber. Sort of. Okay, so they're kind of bringing it back, but as a, I guess a, a parody of itself. Yeah, well, the only drawback is already was. I, I think the quote unquote huh. jobber of today is somebody out the door in the, in the promotion. Yeah, or or, or or a comedy routine. Yeah, the you the know. jobbers today are at the NXT training center. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean that's your yeah, jobbers yeah. right True. there. So we do want to remind everybody that while this episode came out on Fridays, as past episodes. Next week's episode will come out two days later as we are moving to Sundays, and that will be September 10th. We are doing that in order to give us a good day where we can do uh, uh, the occasional live show with guests. So we want to let you guys know that. So uh, anything else you want to let guys uh, uh, know before we head on out for this week? Going live soon. Yeah. Moving up like George and Wheezy. I mean, not every week, but occasionally we will do the live thing, and yeah, we will have yeah. some guests, and that would be pretty cool. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we're still uh, we're still a good bit away from the next PPW show. It's gonna be in October, and so. you know, with the whole live thing happening, there's a possibility that we can get some uh, BPW guests to come That's on. That's true. That'd be great. So that that would be pretty cool. And uh, so the various Georgia Indies. They have women wrestling. And yes, they do. Yeah, Let's they, get one of those. Yeah. One of their wrestlers just got signed. That's to right. Kira Hogan just got TNA. signed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just got signed to TNA. Let's get nice. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. Local. Low, All right, she wasn't Hogan. the last one. They had uh, an GFW, baby. Intergender uh, tag match. match. Yeah. Tag yeah. match, yes. So, that was so, a fun match. Right on. And we once again want to say this week, happy birthday to Mike and Kenny. Happy birthday. So, hope they have a good birthday week and hope they enjoy their lap dances from uh, Wendy Richter. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. There you go. Girls so, will have fun. Anything else? Uh, make sure you go to the GWH website. Check out all the stuff. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, uh, GWH TV, GWH TV Talk. I think we still got the poll going. We do. Still up. So got the poll going. Up. Go up there. Uh, worst entrance music. Yep. Nice. So 
and I figured out on Facebook we can link up websites with Facebook pages. So we're going to link up what Stoney was talking about, the Georgia Wrestling History page with uh, our stuff. And then people can click back and forth. There you go. Cool. Cool. All right. And if you want to check out some jobbers with your own eyes, there are videos all over YouTube. And, of course, we had a lot of the ones we talked about tonight in past episodes of our TV show. Very good. Which will be back soon. Soon. Yeah. It'll take some math to figure out when, but soon. Yeah. Be all right. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will see you guys, I guess, on video when it happens again. Let's pray for the same weather. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nice. I would would pay for this year-round. Yeah, this is nice weather. I mean, you know, hopefully it's not super related to the terrible weather going on a little bit further west. Well, a week ago today, I was sitting on the front porch when the guys got here because it was so beautiful outside. So. Oh, no, without a doubt. This is two weeks, two weeks in a row we're doing, so let's all make right, this a right. trend. Woo! Yeah, well, That's it, right. Yeah. Great, awesome. So, for GWH TV Talk, I've been Kenny J, here with Stoney, Will, Yo. Mike, yep. and Mr., who has disappeared, I think. So There's food cooking. Definitely. <laughs> so, awesome. You guys have a great weekend, a great week, and we will see you next Sunday on the 10th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, baby. Join us Sunday, September 10th, as GWH-TV Talk moves to Sundays. And right off the bat, we will have as our first guest, Del Wiltz, otherwise known as the Trooper and the Patriot in such organizations as AWA, GWF, AJPW, WCW, and WWF. Join us. It's gonna rock. Fucking like a birthday! To be the man, you gotta beat the man! We'll beat you worse for being a little man! Atlanta GA Hotlanta is the Freebirds town, man! Thank you. Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena. 